Welcome back to the Better Than Yesterday podcast. This is your host, Angelo Kelly. Today on episode five, I interviewed Paige Henry, who is an elite CrossFit athlete out of Westchester, Pennsylvania. I'm so happy to be doing these interviews. I really feel like I'm getting somewhere. And thank you for everyone who's provided feedback on the first couple episodes. I think the episode with Ricky went really good. And this week with Paige was an awesome interview. We talked about how she trains, how she diets, what her life setup is structured as an elite CrossFit athlete. So she is one of the best CrossFitters in the entire world. She finished 69th in the Open, which is an online qualifier for the CrossFit Games last year. And hopefully she'll finish a little bit higher this year and make it to her ultimate goal of the CrossFit Games. So I had an awesome time picking Paige's brain on just training and how she built her mental toughness. We talked about how she went from doing banded pull-ups and needing a spotter to bench press an empty barbell to being one of the best athletes in the entire world. And I think it's super interesting to talk to people like this because they didn't start this way. Paige started off at the very bottom. She was not able to do nearly anything that she's able to do today and she built up to training as much as eight hours a day we go to the same weightlifting gym so i see her there for about an hour and a half or two hours but once i'm done i go home and Paige just goes and continues to coach crossfit classes continues to work out through basically the entirety of the day um we talked about how her life has changed since she has dedicated basically her entire life to this dream of making it to the CrossFit Games. So she's had to restructure her days, her weekends, just everything about her life is dedicated to the goal of making it to the Games. And I'm so privileged to be able to do an interview like this and speak with someone who's not yet where they want to be, but they will be there soon. I guarantee you in the next year or two, you will see Paige at the CrossFit Games. She trains tremendously hard. I really admire the work she puts in and just how she shows up continuously every single day. We also talked about how she handles bad workouts or bad competitions in general. So she struggles just as much as as all of us do. Um, And the way she's learned to build mental toughness and just tenacity and grit, I think is amazing. So I'm just very happy to bring you guys this episode. We did have another special guest, Sue, in the background. So you'll hear a dog barking a little bit. He was very frustrated if we didn't touch him throughout the entire interview. But I think the one thing I was thinking the episode wasn't going to be as good as it could be because there's a dog barking and there was also a CrossFit class going on in the background. So there's some music and stuff. But what I realize is this is perfect. It's my perfect. So this is the best I can do right now. And that's great. I'm so happy to be where I am. I didn't know how to do any of this stuff about three weeks ago. And I'm already recording podcasts and doing interviews with amazing people. So I'm so glad to be doing this. I really think that I found my purpose and 
being able to bring people's stories to light that may not get a chance to share is what I'm meant to be doing. And I'm so grateful and blessed that I'm able to do this. So I'm going to send it to the interview now. Um, Thanks again to Paige for coming on. She was an awesome guest. And you can just tell the way she loves this so much. And everything throughout her life is dedicated to CrossFit and competing. And I think that's so cool that someone's willing to go after their goals with as much conviction as she is. And I'm just glad to bring this episode to you guys. All right, we now welcome to the podcast Paige Henry. Thank you for being here. <laughs> um, so I wanted to get started with how did you find CrossFit? I, so I used to date a guy who used to go where my CrossFit gym started. It was in like a, like a meathead gym. Like it was just a basic gym, nothing fancy at all. And we had like literally a corner of it with two pull-up rigs, like two spots for pull-ups we had a couple boxes we had like one set of rings in the ceiling and my ex he would always go there and do these crossfit workouts and i thought he was like insane for doing this so then he dragged me in one day to try a workout and i don't remember what we did but i just remember leaving never feeling like that before and it was like i fell in love instantly i like signed up right away i was like i don't even know how i'm gonna afford this but I'm gonna make it work. <laughs> so how long ago was this? It was ten years ago. Oh wow! So you're like, not OG, but like, <laughs> you were in it before. Like, was the games on TV or anything? Did you see that before? I think it started that year. I can't remember because I didn't know there was like a competition that went along with this. Like, I thought it was just like working out, and then I think a couple months into doing CrossFit, I like maybe heard someone say they were doing a competition and I was like, you compete working out? Like, what are you talking about? So I don't remember if the games were even a thing then or not. Okay. So how, um, how has training changed since you first started? It definitely changed a lot from, I mean, just hitting the class workout and like, The actual time you're working out in a CrossFit workout isn't like a full hour, like the class will be an hour, but I mean, some of the workouts are like 10 minutes, not to say it's easy, but you're definitely working hard for the 10 minutes, but it's only 10 minutes. So it kind of went from doing just one class workout a day to maybe like a year, probably two years down the road, I started getting a little bit more into it where like I would go to class and then work on pull-ups or something like that kind of build add another workout or so and then I guess once I was doing it for about five years yeah I ended up becoming single and was like I'm just gonna do CrossFit like because it was like the first weekend I had nothing to do Mm -hmm. so I started just going to my gym at night and then I started just going to my gym all day. And then before I knew it, I was just living basically at my gym and just working out all day long, just trying to get better at everything. Cool. So what's a typical day of training look like now? So now I coach a 6 a.m. class every day. So I either wake up and work out before the 6 a.m., some sort of long, like 30, 45-minute cardio workout, or... I'll come in at 6 a.m. and then I won't start my cardio workout until like 8.30 because I coach a 7.30 class too. 
and then I'll usually hit some sort of Metcon, and then maybe like a skill Metcon after that, and then I'll go over to Westchester Weightlifting and do about two hours of weightlifting, and then I'll come back and coach our noon class, and then I'll usually eat, and then I'll usually work out again until like four or so, and then I'll eat again, and then I'll start working out again, and then I usually get home around like 7.30 or 8, and then I'll just grocery shop, cook, eat dinner, and go to bed, and then start over the next day. So I'm fascinated by this because... Um, <laughs> So I started originally, I did CrossFit for maybe two years, yeah. and then I figured out there was no weight classes in CrossFit, and there wasn't <laughs> weightlifting. But when I'm doing weightlifting, I do my two-hour, hour-and-a-half workout, and then I go home. And like, I, don't, I just don't understand like how competitive CrossFitters, you have to constantly keep pushing all the time. Like, How does that work? I think it's something that definitely happens over time, like, because you don't start off working out all day long, but I feel like you just start pushing yourself a little bit further each day to see if you can do more, fit more volume in, but still getting, like, good quality from it. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's the other thing, too. Like, I'll be training all day long, but I'm not going 100% at each workout. Like, some workouts I'll take where I'm still out of breath, I'm still sweating, but I'm really just trying to focus on like the movements in it and just trying the best reps I possibly can or finding like the best strategy or kind of like picking apart the workouts. Mm -hmm. So it's not always like you're competing in each workout. So I think that's also why you can just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely eating so much food so that you can have like that energy throughout the day I'm not the best at sleeping, but definitely getting sleep is, like, huge with trying to keep up with everything each yeah. day, I've found, too. And so we'll get into the, your diet as well. So um, just walk us through, like, a typical day of your diet. So <laughs> because I'm at the gym so much and I cook everything in a microwave until I get home, I basically live off of oatmeal and protein throughout the day mm -hmm. or like oatmeal and chicken but then I'll also always eat a bag of vegetables with it because I love vegetables mm -hmm. so it's kind of a weird combination but I weigh and measure everything I put in my body um I have like a nutritionist who checks in with me throughout the week and kind of looks at everything to make sure I'm getting enough for the amount of training I am doing mm -hmm. Other than oatmeal and protein and like chicken and veggies, I do a lot of nuts and then anything I eat at home for dinner, it's always like a salad with either potatoes or rice, some sort of chicken or fish, sometimes steak, and just more vegetables. So it's all pretty just like simple foods. I air fry everything at night <laughs> that I can. Like, I mean, I'm not going to air fry a salad, but like the chicken and stuff. Uh -huh. Um... I always make sure to have something before like my weightlifting session because that I can't go into that hungry like I don't mind doing CrossFit workouts hungry mm -hmm. I feel like I do better 
but like with weightlifting, I always make sure I have some sort of like protein carb mixture before and after, just because that takes so much out of me, mm -hmm. just like energy wise. Um, that's pretty much what I do for nutrition, though. It's pretty simple. So you mentioned you have a nutritionist. Do you have like specific macros you're eating? Yeah. So my protein I eat is about, I think it's 175 grams a day. I eat 475 grams of carbs a day. <laughs> and then I eat 70 grams of fat. Okay. I might be a little off. I track everything in my fitness pal, so it kind of just like tells me when I hit my goals, but I'm pretty sure that's what my numbers are. Okay. So it's a lot of food. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, I hope none of our listeners go follow those yeah, macros. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> that's way too much food unless you are training your six to eight hours a day. But yeah, I think that's interesting because you're constantly fueling yourself for the next workout. Yeah. The next. So are you... Like, how does training work with um, all the sanctionals now? There's no more regionals. So you're constantly doing these online qualifiers. Like, yeah. how are you peaking for all of this? It's definitely taken a lot of time, and I'm still not adjusted to it. Like, so last year was, like, the first year with all that. Mm -hmm. And I definitely... I didn't know what to expect, so I tried to do as many qualifiers as I could. Mm -hmm. And I definitely don't want to do that this year. Just because it definitely does affect your training. I mean, this year I'm trying to get better at it where I'll cut back the volume a little bit, but not so much where I'm taking like a full day off. I'm trying to just fit that qualifier in with my normal training day mm -hmm. so it doesn't throw off everything. Because I feel like I almost perform better with things if it's just what I'm used to. So like I used to put so, so much pressure on it and like setting up that whole week in advance being like, oh my God, I got to change this, got to change this, got to do this, change this. When really, if I just keep everything exactly the same and just treat it as like another workout, hopefully it kind of works better that way. Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely going to not try and hit qualifier after qualifier after qualifier. Because then I felt like by the time you actually get to the real competition, mm -hmm. I felt almost in worse shape versus like the shape I was in hitting the qualifiers. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to do the opposite where like I'm in decent shape for the qualifier, but then when I get to the competition, that's when I'm like peaking. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I almost had it flip-flop last year. Just and, like getting used to it all. Yeah, and the Open this year, for people who don't do CrossFit or follow CrossFit, so there's gonna be two CrossFit Opens this year, is that well, correct? Technically, so we had one last February, which was still this year. Okay. And then, like, the second one, it's going to be in October. Okay. So that's new, because so now from there on out, it'll be just each October. Okay. Will be the Open. Okay, gotcha. So this year you'll be doing the Open in hopes of making the games. Yeah. If, uh, I saw last year you finished 37th in the United States. Yeah, 37th in the U.S. and then 69th. In the world which is insane <laughs> because so I after doing CrossFit for like over a year I thought I was really good I started to get <laughs> my ring muscle ups um, strong like getting the weightlifting movements down and I ended up finishing 
over 25,000 <laughs> in the world. So to hear someone who finished 69th in the world is absolutely insane. So I think that's just um, attribute, attributed to your training and how hard you're pushing. You're always seeking out the, you're seeking out a nutritionist. You go, we go to the same weightlifting gym. So you're constantly trying to surround yourself with people who know more than you are challenging you. So what is, most of, we talked about before the podcast that most of the time you're training by yourself. Yeah. How are you able to maintain motivation when, when you're in here by yourself? I think, well, for one, I absolutely love this sport. I never did anything in my life that I loved this much before. So I kind of think about it nonstop. It's sort of what like I think about when I go to bed, think about when I wake up. Um, I'm always just trying to figure out how to get better, how to learn something, um, how to improve. So that alone gives me a lot of motivation and just loving it and having fun. Um, it's definitely weird doing most of your training by yourself. Every now and then I'll get a friend to come up and it's like always the best day ever. And that's always motivating because you can have someone to push you the whole time. But um, I feel like really what just keeps me motivated is just loving it a lot and just always thinking of like my end goal. So I'm not feeling it one day or I don't want to push as hard. I still have that goal in my head telling me like if you're not going to get after it today, that's going to be why you don't reach your goal Mm -hmm. and like I don't know when the day is I'm going to reach my goal but it's just something what is your goal my ultimate goal is definitely to make the games okay um hasn't happened yet I hopefully one of these days it does happen so that's kind of always laying in back my mind like before I go to any workout or before I set up for a lift it's kind of like I'm telling myself if I don't get this lift or if I don't do this workout in a certain time, that's why I'm not at the games. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I'm not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of always my motivation also. So you definitely have a stronger mindset, I think, than most people. Are you doing any reading or listening to podcasts or anything to I, get that way? I do. Um, I've read a ton of books. I'll, like, reread them too. Mm-hmm. I really like this book called Mind Gym. I can't remember who wrote it, but I love that book. I loved, it's called Relentless by Tim Grover. Tim Grover. Yeah, yeah. I love that book. Yeah. They're probably two of my favorites, and I like reread them. I'll write quotes from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have listened to podcasts. I like, of course, I can't even think of his name right now. David Goggins, I like oh, him yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's and I savage. love everything about him. <laughs> so yeah. I definitely try and I'm reading books. I don't watch TV or anything like that. So like books are a good mm-hmm. entertainment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, so basically your whole life is based on this goal of making it to the CrossFit Games. <laughs> Have you thought about what it's going to be like when you get there? No. <laughs> Like, I really have no idea of what it would even be like. Mm-hmm. I just know it's just been a goal of mine for so long that I just think it would be so fun to just be able to compete mm-hmm. 
and to be able to do something I never like when I started this I didn't even know there was a competition and it's just so fun how much it grows every year and how much harder it gets every year and that just makes me so much more motivated every day to train just knowing it's that much harder mm -hmm. to do what I want to do that's awesome and I'm gonna leave a book for you at the gym <laughs> I have this book it's called chop wood carry water oh cool it's like a little it's very small it's probably like 120 pages it's um like a fable story yeah. but it's about just like the process and how sometimes just looking so much at the goal is distracting you from what you're doing every single day so I think when you're when you have this huge goal of making it to the CrossFit game sometimes it might seem like it's so far away like yeah. I know if you're doing this many workouts chances are you're having a bad workout here and <laughs> yeah. there Oh my god, I have bad workouts all the time. <laughs> so how do you how do you respond to that? I mean, I definitely around qualifiers, I've tried to get better each year with like mental breakdowns, but they definitely happen just cuz I do put so much pressure on myself for everything I do. Um but then at the end of the day, I always just try and laugh it off or smile mm -hmm. and then I'll break it down and try and figure out what it is that I learned from it mm -hmm. and I feel like as long as you can find something that you've learned from it you're not gonna fail like you're gonna fail at certain things I guess you could say fail I don't know but like as long as you can find one positive one thing you're learning that's like almost what you got to do because you can't just sit mm -hmm. and think about how bad something went because mm -hmm. that won't help you grow at all yeah and what I found out when you start to put yourself out there and do things that other people think they can't do, a lot of people tell me I'm crazy. <laughs> Have people told you you're crazy? Have you lost friends, relationships with anybody because you started doing this? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so I used to go out a lot. Like, on the weekends, like, before I... I mean, I did CrossFit, but I didn't, like, dedicate everything to it. So I used to go out, party all the time, drink my face off, do everything stupid, mm -hmm. and then wake up the next day, come to the gym, and wonder why I'm not getting any better. Mm -hmm. So then I sort of, like, realized I had to separate myself from those people. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I still talk to them, but I wouldn't say we're, like, friends or anything like that. I mean, I guess somewhat of friends, but... Mm -hmm. You definitely get a lot of people that judge you for doing it so much and they're constantly be like, oh, why are you working out so much? Or why are you eating like this? Or the amount of times that I get made fun of if I go out to dinner and I'm like trying to look for something healthy. Mm -hmm. You're always gonna have someone almost just like hating on you the whole time. Mm -hmm. So I've sort of gotten used to that, but it definitely, it's not like fun to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I think people are always gonna judge people who are going after their goals like 110 percent yeah and I think a lot of times that's going to scare people because if you can if you can get to your goal then it just tells them that they could get to theirs yeah. if they actually put in the work and dedicated 100 percent to this yeah so I think that scares a lot of people I like, completely agree so you went to Dubai this past uh, <laughs> summer to compete. How was that? 
It was awesome. I never in a million years thought I'd be going to Dubai. Um, and my old roommate, who's also one of my best friends, he came with me on that trip for like my coach. And that was probably one of the most amazing experiences. Just like being there, the workouts were cool. The people were the friendliest people ever. Mm-hmm. And just like, I remember the first day we had a beach event and me and a couple of the girls, you like, we got dropped off on this bus and then they took us on these golf carts and then the golf carts took us to the beach and we all ran to the beach and we were just like, in awe, we were like, I can't believe this is our life right now. Like we couldn't be more just like grateful for like, this is what we get to do. This is what we love. That's so cool. And do you like have any sense of like, being starstruck when you're at the starting line and you're looking over and seeing people who have won the games or competed at a very high level? Not really. I just kind of, no, I don't actually. Mm -hmm. Like, it's definitely cool because they're like people who I've always looked up to, always admired, like you always see them. Mm -hmm. But then when it really comes down to it, like everyone, we're all just out there doing what we love and like... You just know each and every one of those people also works their ass off, so you kind of share that mm-hmm. part at least in common. And yeah, you're there to compete, so like someone's always going to be the winner. But it's pretty cool how everyone does just kind of get along mm-hmm. in that sense, which is cool. Yeah, and I think CrossFit's one of the only sports left that's like a sense of camaraderie <laughs> yeah. and not like I played baseball in school, so you're always trying to win and like it's like win at all costs you're not focused on like the other people around you are working just as hard as you so i think that's pretty cool just the way crossfit's kind of set up so yeah the one thing i want to talk about do you have any um like competition rituals like how do you get, get ready for competition Pretty much, I just try and do exactly what I do if I was to, like, get warmed up for, like, a class workout. I don't do a huge warm-up. I don't do a lot of stretches or anything fancy. So. um, Yeah, I don't really do anything that different. I have, like, a favorite energy drink, so I always make sure... I pack my bags with like my favorite energy drink Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like my like comfort at least but there's nothing I do really special I wear like my favorite gym clothes (laughs) but that's about it nothing crazy okay yeah and you're doing sometimes two three four workouts in a day so it's like you can't really put all your adrenaline into one single workout yeah so what's so you mentioned before we started that weightlifting is a weakness of yours. Yeah. What do you like what goes through your head if you do an event that's like I'm not even sure if I could do this <laughs> for one rep and you might have to do it for 10 or 15 reps. How do you go into a workout like that? Cuz that does happen a lot actually. I had there was a competition back in April where one of the workouts was just three shots at Kind of like a weightlifting meet, I guess. It's like three shots at a snatch, three shots at a clean. I failed four of the six shots, Mm -hmm. and 
yeah, I think I just failed four of the chances. I definitely got, like, last place by far. But, like, those events definitely come up. I just try and stay as positive as I can. I don't go into it being like, oh, I'm going to win this just because mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, lie to myself. Mm-hmm. But I definitely just try and go through my head, like, I got to do the best <laughs> I can do. Um, because nothing's going to change. I'm not going to get stronger in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a PR would be nice, but it's never going to be anything, like, insane. So mm-hmm. I just try and stay as positive as I can with that and make sure all the other events, I'm, like, definitely trying to make sure it go really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's almost like I got to do, like, damage control. Okay. <laughs> So that must, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself in the, in your wheelhouse workouts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say to someone, to a younger girl who wants to compete at CrossFit? So someone who didn't play sports, but wants to get into this as like a competitive sport. I would say do it. Like as long as you're having fun, that's like most important. Mm-hmm. The minute I feel like something stops being fun is when it just kind of takes away why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But I strongly believe, like, anyone can do it. I grew up, I, like, tried sports, hated everything I ever did. Um, so I didn't really have a strong background in anything. When I started this stuff, I mean, I was on bands for pull-ups for probably two or two years. Um, <laughs> I couldn't bench press an empty barbell without having a spotter (laughs) Um, I really couldn't do anything I didn't know the difference between a snatch and a clean for probably my first year (laughs) so I just feel like if I was able to have any sort of success I believe anyone could no matter what sort of background they have if they're willing to put in the effort I think one day they will get to wherever it is they want to be yeah and that's so cool to hear because um a lot of the resources that i've been using lately it's you're hearing about everyone's success story after the fact not yeah yeah. you're not seeing when you're struggling with the empty barbells (laughs) on your neck or anything like that but um yeah it's always cool to to go back and hear those stories that you started off at the bare bottom and <laughs> now you're 69th in the in, in the entire world in this sport which I think is amazing and that's like a testament to your mental toughness and just falling in love with competing and doing this every day yeah I think that is like the biggest just loving it mm-hmm. it's cool so what are your goals we mentioned um the CrossFit Games but what goals do you have for the 2020 season definitely CrossFit games um there's a couple of the sanctionals i hope to qualify for mm-hmm. wadapalooza then there's one out in california and then maybe asbury park in the summer i'd like to try and do those and then i definitely would like to place well in the open mm-hmm. i didn't really know how the open was going to go last year because it was sort of the first year with it mm-hmm. so then when i saw where i placed in the open i definitely have to improve but when I saw I wasn't as far as I thought yeah that kind of gave me so much motivation to try and make that top 20 through the open Mm -hmm. that's definitely a goal of mine do you think um 
so the games this year, there were the cuts in the first round. Do you think yeah. you would have made it through that that workout, the first one? I hope. I think it had legless rope climbs in it, though. Mm-hmm. They're definitely not my jam. Okay. But I loved the rest of it. I think that was a really <laughs> cool workout. Um, it was just wild watching the cuts. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a lot of people to cut. Yeah. Just off of one workout. Yeah, and I, like, I couldn't imagine going, like, especially the people who flew from yeah. across the world, and it's like, you got, you have 20 minutes, and if, <laughs> yeah. if you, even if you are good at that workout, and you just, um, you struggle at yeah. one thing, it's like, you're done, that's it. All, the, your whole year. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it so is. So, the one thing, how old are you right now? 29. Okay. So, say you make it to the CrossFit Games, um... You have all the success in the sport that you want. What what are you going to do when you're done? Like, have you thought about that? It's funny. I haven't really thought about it, but I do know that I always want to be, like, in a gym atmosphere helping people. I love everything that has to do with just, like, living a healthier life. Mm -hmm. So I know even if I end up deciding not to compete, I definitely always still want to be working out every day. Mm -hmm. Helping people work out, helping people with like their food. Mm-hmm. So I think just the only thing that would change would just be the amount of training. Okay. But I would still just want to still be helping people. Yeah. So you love. <laughs> you really do love this that much. It's you can really tell. So and then you mentioned coaching people. So you're a CrossFit coach and a nutrition coach. What's that experience been like? I love it. Um, I love that you're constantly learning from people the whole time. And it's just really cool seeing people become like motivated or trying to hit a goal of their own and to try and help them with it. Um, and I just think it's cool, especially like we have a lot of older people at our gym and it's amazing watching them do stuff and you hear them talk about how like, they were with their friends and they get like out of breath walking to like their mailbox. Meanwhile, like all these guys are doing the same CrossFit workouts that we're doing. They're mm-hmm. just modified a couple things. Mm-hmm. So I love helping people in that aspect. Well, that's all. Like this whole talking to you was, I really just wanted to pick your brain because it seems like it's just fascinating to me how, like how much you do how you always keep going that like it it never stops you're here you're at the gym all day every day you don't watch tv you don't watch netflix like it's just i think it's really cool to just speak to people like you and i think in the next couple years if you continue on this journey you're definitely going to be where you want to be and even Say you never hit that goal of yeah. making it to the games. Like, you're so much of a better person even if you didn't reach that goal, you know? Yeah, like, I think that's the other thing that a lot of people, like, yeah, we're all going to have goals, but you have to, the whole process of it. Like, so I like training more than competing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like even if I never got to where I wanted to be, at least I could know every hour I spent. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't, like, a waste in that way, mm-hmm. I guess. That's so cool. 
Well, I appreciate your time making time in between one of your six workouts today. So thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Once again, thank you to Paige for coming on the podcast. She was an awesome guest, an awesome interview. I'm so happy that she came on and shared her insight on how she trains and just what her days and weeks and leading up to the CrossFit Open and sanctionals and everything goes. If you want to support her journey, her Instagram is phenry771, and she posts a lot of her workouts and her nutrition clients. She does a lot with that on Instagram, so she's a great person to follow. And we just learned from this episode that no matter where you start is not ultimately where you're going to finish. So keep chasing your passion, keep being better than yesterday, and Please reach out to me, support the podcast, um, give it a five-star rating if you liked it. If you didn't like it, give it a one-star rating. It's still good to just have those ratings. Please also subscribe to the podcast. I'm releasing episodes every Sunday night, so you can have them on your commute to work on Monday mornings. So I look forward to talking with you guys next week.